Welcome everyone to Empower Your Oils Podcast 27. Today we're going to talk about the oil of unmasking. Empower Your Oils. It's essentially magic. A podcast bringing play and magic together with a saucy twist. Hosted by Gina Garris and Janet Bergen. This podcast will empower you to bring more play into your life, encourage you to experiment, and think outside the box to awaken the magic and bring your essential oil use to a whole new level. Oh, and we'll also be serving up some seriously delicious libations each episode. This podcast is powered by the use of Juterra essential oils. Please empower yourself with your own research and knowledge. For more detailed information on how to properly use Juterra essential oils, visit empoweryouroils.com. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome. So this is Gina. Thank you, Janet, for being able to introduce this podcast. We've been trying for several minutes now to figure out how to say what we were here to say, and we just kept giggling. <laughs> we love that we giggle on this podcast. I'm Gina, and... Um, we love to have fun in our life, and that is what we do. So today we're talking about the empowerment of doTERRA's black pepper essential oil. And I loved black pepper before this podcast, but I can tell you that my love for black pepper has totally deepened. And as usual, we come to the pod, a uh, magical concoction uh, made with the oil. So today I am drinking something I'm calling Gigi's Hound, which is adapted from a drink called the Greyhound, or sometimes it's called the Dalmatian. And it's so yummy. It's got vodka, grapefruit juice, and then I used two drops of black pepper, and then I did a little black pepper um, sugar rim, which I think is so yummy. So drinking, Janet, what do you, what are you drinking? Um, today I'm having the fresh and pepper. <laughs> Fresh and pepper, like salt and pepper, fresh and pepper, fresh and pepper. And it is really, really yummy. I may be addicted to this now. It's pineapple juice and lemon juice and um, strawberry nectar juice, tequila, and some ground pepper oil. And it's just really, really yummy. Yay. Do you just like throw everything in a glass and smush it together? I did just throw it all in the glass and then I didn't think there was enough strawberry. So I took a couple strawberries and chopped them up and put chops, chopped up strawberries in it too. Ooh, that sounds yummy. So it's kind of like having lunch and a drink all at once. Having <laughs> lunch and a drink. For some reason, I just saw a big piece of bacon sticking out of there. <laughs> Obviously, we're metasauruses. I would, I would see bacon coming out of a drink, which would be disgusting with pineapple, lemon, and strawberries. But maybe, I mean, I don't know. We're putting pepper with it, right? Spicy. Yeah. yeah. Is bacon bad in anything? <laughs> Is bacon bad in anything? Only if you are... Um, morally opposed to bacon, then yes, bacon is bad in anything. <laughs> oh, so wow, black pepper, the oil of unmasking. This is a um, powerful oil. I've loved, loved black pepper for a while, and like I said, I've been fallen so much in love with this oil. And um, I guess first, like we always go through what my favorite use and your favorite use of the oil is, but I, I have 
kind of referred this oil out for years for anyone who's dealing with anything with relating to addiction, especially smoking and anxiety. And so one of my favorite uses is one just to refer to people who are trying to quit smoking because it, it helped me when I quit smoking, but also um, for anxiety. So I like to use it when I actually really like to use it when I'm getting ready to like get on the road and I screwed up and I'm going to be in traffic for a while. And I love to use it with lavender. So I'll just put a drop of black pepper and lavender and put it on the back of my neck. And um, black pepper can tend to be a little bit warm into the skin. So they always say to dilute it with some sort of a carry oil and I never listen to rules. And so I like the warming effects on the back of my neck. So that's what my favorite use is. I'd love to tell people how beneficial and magical it is with uh, addictions. And then I like to use it for myself for anxiety or stress or just when I know I'm going to be in a stressful situation, mostly when I'm driving. It's kind of weird. Weird. I didn't know about the, I've, I've been using it on the bottom of my seat for quite a while. I've used, gone through at least a bottle of it on my feet in the morning before I go off for the day. And I've been using it to get more circulation into my feet. And also um, it's anti-inflammatory, has some anti-inflammatory purposes. And so sometimes my my feet hurt a little bit. And so I'm hoping that that will make them feel better. And I think yeah, I like the warming part of it too. It kind of warms up my feet in the morning because they're usually cold. Yeah, which is so weird because I feel like you're never cold, but I know that's changed. I've known you for a long time and you were always hot, 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 hot. And now you're cold and I'm like, what in the hell? What? Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say you're getting older, but you know, I don't want to do that because I'm right behind. That's not <laughs> that. <laughs> exactly. So um, energetically, this is such a powerful oil, the oil of unmasking. Janet and I have been having such a interesting kind of deep time processing unmasking and like what in the hell does that mean in the in in our bible book the emotions and essential oils by enlightenedhealing.com who doesn't sponsor us but we love in that book it talks about um black pepper invites individuals to get real by digging deep within the less understood parts of the self the capital and like it takes you into this journey, if you allow it to, to, um, I don't know, I love this line. So instead of seeking to understand seemingly inappropriate feelings and behaviors, they usually judge, condemn, and repress them. Individuals learn early on that to be loved and accepted, they must hide undesirable aspects of themselves behind a mask or facade. And so we love this to take you because it takes us into this, this, just this contemplation and a process of like, who the hell are we? Like who, what is the real Gina? What's the real Janet? Cause I have no idea. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think it, it feels like it changes every day too. So it's kind of this ever moving target. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. I think it's funny. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be one way or I'll do something and then I'll be like, why did I even do that? Like what caused me to do that? And that takes me into a deeper layer of like, what are all my, we talked back about limiting beliefs and how we were raised and do I do things because of the way that I was raised or am I adopting my parents' belief system as opposed to really owning 
this month, the theme for the podcast kind of shifted. We were going to do something different and then some things came to light for Janet and I and we decided to focus the entire month on authenticity and being real and taking off our masks. And in that we realized this whole process of like, I think it's our life's journey to continually learn and dig in uh, to find out uh, who we really are and like who we, who we, I don't know, like who we are. I, I, this quote, Kurt Cobain said, pretending to be someone you're not is a waste of the person you are. That, that to me is the mask, the masks that we wear, the personas that we put on to be something either we think we're supposed to be to be a certain way because we were told we couldn't behave a way because it might be inappropriate. Um, I was talking with a good friend of mine this weekend about how, how I might show up at a funeral because I'm usually the person in the back who's laughing, which can be extremely offensive to people who are grieving. Yet I hate sometimes the ritual of funerals when they're so down and they're not celebrating the life of someone or maybe the preacher is like condemning the the lifestyle of someone i went to a friend's funeral who had died by an overdose and it literally was this this horrible experience of listening to this preacher condemning my friend who had died because of the lifestyle that he led and i it kind of reinforces my dislove of um, organized religion, but it takes me back to this whole space of um, who are we and do, and how often do we pretend to be someone that we're not? I like it. Of course, I'm somebody who ends up laughing at a funeral too, so I can't say much about that. At my dad's funeral, you know, we're all, the family, we're all sitting up in the very front of the church where everyone can see you. And, and the priest was talking about my dad, but he didn't ever, never really met him. So he didn't know him. And he said something that, I don't know, it just struck me as really, really funny. And then, and then my nephew started laughing and I started laughing and we were like, you know, everybody in the whole church could see us laughing at my dad's funeral. And it was like, and, you know, and then that whole thing is like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But I'm thinking, but why not? He was my dad. I can laugh about it if I want to. But I'm sure to, I'm sure I offended bunches of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my weirdness of I couldn't stop giggling then. So, and then, and I was going to say, I got triggered by somebody I was just listening to on another podcast and they were talking about <clears throat> what other podcasts they listen to and stuff. And this lady said, well, if I get on a podcast and they're just giggling, I just turn it right off. And I was like, oh, that's us. We're always <laughs> that is us, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is that bad? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Oh, my God, maybe we shouldn't giggle so much. Maybe we should be more serious. Right, right. And then I got triggered, too, because I got some feedback from a really good friend of mine who didn't think that it was very legitimate because we were drinking alcohol on our podcast. And I really got in my head and my innovative shoot committee was just crazy. I'm like, Oh, well maybe we should change the format of the podcast. And I was thinking, but that was, that's part of what Janet and I had so much fun doing when we created it was coming up with something different and fun and playful. And we wanted, 
we want to have fun in our lives and that's this has brought us a lot of a lot of pleasure and and fun and so yeah like those little things of janet being triggered about the gal who giggles and we love the podcast that we do where we're laughing our asses off because we have so much fun and we hope that you have fun listening and we like to create magical saucy twist cocktails and so it's been a fun thing so this whole black pepper oil of unmasking has been making us both think about well what in the shit like who who are we and what do we want to show up as and do we do we need to change the podcast to stop drinking because people might think that we're not legitimate do we need to stop laughing so much because we need to be more serious and and that took us both back to this beautiful retreat janet um I was going to just say forced me to go on this retreat last year, which she totally didn't do. <laughs> Janet invited me to go on this retreat last year. So we went to Mexico with these three life coaches and we had a great time. Um, and we met a life coach named Kira, Kira Sabine. And she has this quote, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And, and a beautiful article in the Huffington Post. And we're going to post a... Um, we're going to post a link to it. <clears throat> Janet, what was your like thought process on that whole article and your experience of Kira? Well, she was the one I, the one coach I didn't know anything about when we went to the retreat and I ended up just really loving her. I mean, she was, she's herself all the time and it's kind of really refreshing and it makes you more comfortable in your own body. And so I think that when we're uncomfortable and pretending to be someone, it makes everyone else uncomfortable. And so that's why people react weird to us because we're not really us. And um, I just, I loved her cause she was like, you know, yeah, I drop food on me every day. It's fine. You know? And she was like, I don't know. She was just really great. I really connected with her. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause you said that people get uncomfortable when you're not being you. And I feel like, people get uncomfortable when I am being me sometimes. Like I, um, I, most people know I love to talk about sex and I, I do sex coaching and I love all things sexual and intimate and that in and of itself can make people so uncomfortable. So sometimes I feel like in my authenticity, I make people just as uncomfortable as when I'm not being authentic. Well, and that's true. I, I don't know what brought, just, that just flashed in my mind is like, you know, maybe that is our purpose in life is to make people uncomfortable and make them question themselves and others and yeah. ideas. And I was just thinking, what a, con what a conundrum of like making people uncomfortable when we're not being ourselves and then making people uncomfortable when ourselves. And why in the hell is it our, why did we make it our responsibility to make people comfortable? That, that to me is the question. Yeah, because we want everybody to like us. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. me, I'm a people pleaser, so I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a lifetime people pleaser, and, a, and which to me makes me a lifetime liar because I'm lying about things, you know, saying, oh, sure, that's fine. Sure, I'll help you make those 12,000 cookies for tomorrow. No problem. It is a problem. I didn't want to fucking do it. <laughs> right. So your lack of boundaries... Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. And I think about the other thing was like making people uncomfortable is like everybody thinks art should be pretty. And really the, 
really the purpose of art is to open people's minds and make them question things and and make them want to learn more. And that doesn't always make it pretty. <laughs> yeah, that that reminds me of the um I have that bird cage of naked Barbies that I used to have hanging in my backyard, which was all which I classify as art and it totally pushed people's buttons. Um some with good reason and kitchen. Right now it's in my kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So thanks for listening to this whole conversation. Like you can see how this is. A, so one thing I want to invite you is to go read Kira's post on Huffington post and, um, and just see how that sits in your body. And then our Ritual of the week is a journal journal ritual, and you can do a couple things. We posted seven questions, and you can take some time to answer all the seven questions. You can just be like, oh, well, this is interesting. Maybe I'm just going to do one of the questions. There's no right or wrong. Remember, we want to empower you to empower your oil. So use black pepper in whatever way you see fit. You can make a cocktail and drink it before you journal. That's always fun, I think. Um, you can diffuse it. You can put some uh, oil in your hand and activate it and, and do some inhalation of it. You can put it on your black, the bottom, the bottom of your feet, like Jen, just use the oil as you see fit and have the intention to um, dive deeper into emotional honesty and authenticity and being courageous and self-aware and coming into personal integrity. So just kind of having those. And then these are the questions, which of course, if you go to empoweryouroils.com, you have a beautiful JPEG that you can download or you can see. And um, these are the questions. So Janet, do you want to do every other? Sure. Okay, so you go first. Number one, I really wish other knew, others knew this about me. Yeah. Number two, what really makes me, me? For example, what are my quirks? Why am I different? And Kira actually led a seminar on the workshop that uh, the retreat Janet and I went on that was all about what makes me weird. Why am I weird? And it was a pretty interesting workshop, probably one of my favorites because it made me really own all of the things that are strange about me. Like I love to have white cake for breakfast. I love to have cake for breakfast. That's part of what makes me weird and what makes me me. So own it. And me, I thought it was, it was funny because I was like, I'm not weird. <laughs> so I know I am, but it was like the whole thing. I was like, wait, I'm not weird. What are they saying? Yeah. Yeah. And that's so funny because we try to not, we try to not be weird, right? Like in some ways we try we try and want to be like fit in and normal but what really makes us truly us is those things that make us stand out so yeah so dive into like what makes you weird what are your quirky things what it could be anything it could be your closet geek or uh it could be anything what what was one that came up for you do you remember janet um hmm I don't remember. I, I still, cause I guess it's to me being weird is me. And so I don't even know that it's other people don't do that stuff, I guess. It's That's hilarious. Like, weird thing where it's like, it's a weird thing where 
I like, oh, doesn't everybody do that? Right. And I know you pointed out some things why I'm weird, but I can't remember what they are at the moment. <laughs> I know that's hilarious. I'm going to invite you to re, re I mean, this month, since we're diving into this and we were like looking at, um, I mean, here's the, here's a weird thing. We're doing a podcast freaking using essential oils and alcohol and magic. And there's a lot of people who don't love that. They think it's black magic or they think it's inappropriate because we're using alcohol with, with the oils. So in some ways we are weird because we have found these things that we love and we believe that we can combine intention with the use of your essential oils and have a really freaking great time by potentially having a libation with them. So that's weird. That is weird. And as last week came out, we did that with the detox blend where you're supposed to be detoxing stuff from your liver and we're adding alcohol to the mix. So that's weird. It's weird. Time for us to own it. That could be anything. That is, so this is just really being real. Like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that my friend, I'm just going to make up a name, Susan, kind of when I hang out with her, I get all like energetically icky or I always want to make up excuses and not go with her. Like that would be an example of what depletes you. So what and who? It could be doing laundry. It could be cooking dinner. And then you need to take a really good core look at like why what's underneath the the why of what depletes you and um you know my invitation is eliminate anything that depletes you so you know if it's laundry delegate it <laughs> delegate it to your kids or your husband or whoever <laughs> take it to a laundromat make them do it <laughs> and be, beneath that there's a space of is it laundry because you feel like you have to like are you feeling subservient that you have to do it are you feeling like like what is the reason like I like to go even deeper like it's not necessarily just the laundry but maybe it's the act because everyone expects you to do it and is that true do they really expect if you stop doing it does that make sense like how you can go true. deeper you know, like yeah if I decide to stop doing laundry will the whole world fall apart probably not yeah. And, you know, maybe my kid or somebody will start doing it for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you just want to do your own laundry and you don't want to do anyone else's. So, like, what, why is that? Like, what's there for that? True. Yeah. So, anyway, what and who depletes me? Okay, what's next? Number four. What and who energizes me? And I love that because I'm, I'm an extrovert and I get energized around a bunch of people. I like being around people. And I think it's, I, if I sit at my house for more than a couple of days and don't talk to anyone, I get really depressed. And I know I have lots of friends who are introverts who just can't hardly stand to be out with people more than an hour and they just are exhausted and they have to go home and sleep. And I was like, I don't understand that at all. But <laughs> I know I don't understand it at all either. But, and though that's such a huge thing. Like you're so right. Like you gotta know, know yourself, know who you are to know who and what energizes you and depletes you. Yeah, and I realized I've done this exercise several times in different places in different ways. And I realized there's some some people, especially, who sometimes they energize me and sometimes they deplete me. Mm, and that's it's, interesting. It's an interesting space that there's some people who are kind of half and half. And to know that too. And like, if they think, oh, they're really making me crazy and depressed today, I've got to go. And you just have to kind of 
own it and go, I really got to go now. Bye. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. And that goes even deeper into boundaries, right? Yeah. And you yeah. know, people pleasing thing, whether, whether they're making me really sad and depressed with their sad, sad stories. And I really should just get up and leave. Or if I stay there to try to make them happy and please them. <laughs> right. Which is interesting. Cause they're not making you that way. You're allowing them to make you that way. Like, mm-hmm. That's even a more interesting thing. Okay, number five. If my body could talk, it would say. And I wholeheartedly believe that um, your body never lies to you. And so um, I'm a big believer of like, what does your body say? What are you feeling in your body? Where is it in your body? And so this is a great thing. If your body could talk, what would it say to you? And to me, the most common thing that people know is like sometimes you get a knot in your stomach or you you know your body feels danger when you don't even know there's danger and you're and you're not listening to it you know like why is there a knot in your stomach is it because you haven't been authentic and are you lying about something or is it because somebody's making you feel feel bad about what you're doing or you know what is that knot in your stomach <laughs> Right. Or is it intuition telling you don't go down this street right now because of whatever you should turn around and go the other way. There's, there's a lot of, to me, information in the body. Yeah. Okay. Number six, what masks do I wear? When do I pretend to be someone? I'm not, I'm not. (laughs) Well, I think like something I think about, like when you go to like a business networking event and all these people are like, being really professional and really, you know, trying to act like their business is bigger than just them or, you know, like talking about we do this and we do that when I know gosh darn well that it's just them doing it. It's that one person doing it. And why are they trying to make their business seem so much bigger than they really are? Yeah. I think this is a good one for us. Like if, if, why do we, what masks do we wear? So I feel like if we change the format of this podcast and we decided to not be real, that we actually drink alcoholic libations with our essential oils, that would be a mask that would be not true to who we are. And um, not to say we always drink, not to say that we are just the biggest boozers in the world and not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that either. Like, I feel like everyone has their own choice, but that's a really clear mask that Janet and I could potentially put on if we, for some reason, chose to. Yeah. Um, yeah, right? And it would be weird. And also, you know, the whole thing about not laughing and having fun, I mean, that's just who we are. We always laugh and have fun. Right. And if yeah. we try to be really professional and very scientific and tell you all the scientific things about oils, that would not be us. <laughs> and that's not us, but we have a great friend, Paula. That is her. She loves to do the science aspect of it. And I love her being on our team because she just gets into all of that science goo, 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 boo stuff. And so I know if someone needs the science answers, I could refer them to Paula and she can be like, oh yeah, well, this is why blah, 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 blah. It might serve Janet and I to know a little bit more and be a little bit more open to the science aspect of it. And that's not what jazzes us. What jazzes us is the magic and the, um, yeah, we can find it if we need to. Exactly. Yeah. So that's cool. The other thing that's really interesting about masks is this whole space of like mom being a mom 
is a mask. I am working with a woman right now who is just setting herself up to fail because she really wants to be the perfect mom on the outside. She wants people to think she has her shit together and she can make all the cupcakes that have like Nemo swimming out of the, the frosting that looks like the ocean. And she just wants to have all her shit together. She wants her house to be clean. She doesn't want it to smell like dirty diapers. She never wants her children to be sick. She wants them always to be dressed really pretty. And what's happening is she's making herself insane because she's trying to be something that she's not. And she's not realizing that it's okay to not be that kind of a mom. But for some reason, she thinks she wants to be that kind of a mom. So it's just really interesting. Nobody can be that mom. (laughs) Well, it's funny. She She has some role models who are and portray themselves to be that mom. And when we look at different people who have different um, Jan and I both love strength finders, Gallup strength finder. People have different strengths. People are like get shit done people or really super organized or this kind of strength or that kind of strength. And so in some ways, some people can be that mom. And yes, right. But then that's, that gets us into comparing. And I think the comparing thing is probably the space of why we put masks on in the first place, limiting beliefs and comparing. So anyway, what masks do you wear? When do you pretend to be someone you're not? And don't worry, no one's going to see any of this, this, this work unless you want to be really vulnerable and, and post it on, on the Facebook site, which of course we would love for you to do. And then why do you do it? Like, why do you show up in a space where you want to be the perfect mom? That you have perfect cupcakes, yet you had to try 17 times to get them to be perfect just so for some reason people would think you would make perfect cupcakes. Yeah, maybe you were up at three o'clock in the morning making those perfect cupcakes, losing your shit. (laughs) Totally, totally. And that, like, I certainly have done that. Like, I love, like, before my retreats and stuff, I love things to be perfect. Janet, you're well aware of this. I will pull all-nighters to try and just pull it all together and make it all pretty. And I think in the long run, it's because I want to look like I have my shit together, which sometimes I just fucking don't. Sometimes I just don't have my shit together. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) So that's a mask that I wear for sure. Okay, number seven. What in my life would I change if I couldn't be judged for others or myself? I love this. Like, would I dress different? Would I talk different? Would I work somewhere different? Would I have different friends? You know, like we always say this is an adult podcast that we're using adult language. And so, you know, I love the word fuck. It's one of my favorite words. I use it all the time. And that word is not always approved by other people. So if I were literally to take that word out of my vocabulary to please other people, that would be me not being who I am because I am worried about other people judging me because I love fuck. And I love it too. And I took it out of my vocabulary for a long, long time because of what my friends would think that if I said that in front of my child, and I realized that I didn't think I should, you know, tell my three-year-old, you know, well, fuck that, you know, but (laughs) I didn't want him to say it either. I mean, you know, my, my luck would have been, he would like scream it in church one day or something. (laughs) Which of course I would have thought was hilarious. Well, I would have probably too. (laughs) Yeah. But so I took it out of my vocabulary and it's been my favorite word for really most of my life. So I did it for a long time because I was worried about how people were going to judge me. And it, it did feel a little like 
not in my integrity because, you know, when I was mad, I wanted to go, well, fuck. Right. <laughs> and right. I, yeah. You know. And that's an interesting thing too, with this podcast, um, we generally are really real and use the language that we use on a daily basis, but that's the same thing. Like we potentially want to stop laughing and being silly because we, we thought we might be judged or we want to stop drinking. And like, that's kind of part of the whole process. The whole, one of the points of having so much fun with this podcast because of the judgment of others. And so it's just a great exploration of, if we really were bothered by that and we stopped this podcast because of that, a couple things happen. We don't touch the people who really connect with us and who want to hear these rituals and want to learn about these oils. And then we stop being true to ourselves because of what other people think about us. And it doesn't fucking matter what other people think about us. It really matters about what you think about yourself. So if Janet and I really truly were like, why are we even do this? We don't even like to drink whole different story yeah right <laughs> it it'd, it'd be really dumb and I you know and I had that whole thing too about the drinking when I thought oh my gosh people think that we're just drunk all the time and blah blah blah, blah. and you know it's not true I well I hardly it, ever drink you know more than one or two drinks at a time whenever I drink and it's not every day for sure and it's not even every week and here's the truth. Like, do we even need to justify that? Like, what if we do drink? What if we are total boozers and we are total boozers and we drink and get trashed every single day? Does it give us, no, does, does it not give us any right to be who we are? Like, those are choices that we would choose for ourselves. And there's a lot of people that would be like, that's not an acceptable choice. And it might not be who, like, who's to say. And that just takes a whole space of I don't know. It's just a whole deal. Okay. I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And I love that. I love, 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 love that. So anyway, um, okay. Oil of unmasking. This is a big thing. I'm going to go through just real quick. Number one, I really wish others knew this about me. Number two, what really makes me me? For example, what are my quirks? Why am I different? Why am I weird? Number three, what and who depletes me? Number four, what and who energizes me? Number five, if my body could talk, it would say, Number six, what masks do I wear? When do I pretend to be someone I'm not? Thank you, Kurt Cobain. And why do I do that? And then number seven, what in my life would I change, would change if I couldn't be judged either by others or by myself? For example, would I dress different? Would I talk different? Would I, would I work somewhere different? Would I have different friends? Like I'd probably literally wear fishnets every single day if I didn't feel like I was going to be judged. Which is funny because I, I wear fishnets often anyway. Say, when don't you? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing fishnets right now. So anyway, hi everyone. This ended up being a little bit longer than normal. So it's a big, it's a big month. It's a big process. It's a big topic. So let us know how you're doing. Reach out for support. Um, if you don't have black pepper and want to and need to order it and you're not in doTERRA, please reach out to us, empoweryouroils.com. We can assist you. We can help you. We'd love for you to be on our team and um be true to you be true so theme of the month is be true i'm not for everyone and that's okay awesome all right we'll see you next week bye bye please visit empoweryouroils.com 
For information on purchasing doTERRA essential oils, to receive fun free downloads, and even a variety of not-so-free products. If you love this podcast and you look forward to hearing more from us and possibly receiving more free goodies, please, please sign up for our smell mail. Hint, hint. That means sign up for our email list. are not doctors, scientists, rocket scientists, or even bartenders. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Please use wisdom and consider all safety information from a competent reference book regarding essential oil use. There are some oils that should never be taken internally, and alcohol doesn't change that. Some oils should not be applied directly to the skin without a carrier oil. Ensure the oils you are using are of the highest standards of quality. Essential oils can be much more potent than herbs, so a little goes a long way. Use caution when using essential oils for babies and children, as they have highly sensitive skin and require less oil. If you are pregnant or nursing, consult a licensed healthcare professional before applying essential oils. As always, drink responsibly and don't drive. If you happen to drink too much, try the hair of the dog. Or a shot of water with two drops of ginger, one drop each of lavender and lemon. Ciao.